thank you for tuning in this episode i've got a friend a guy i've been fortunate to share a stage with he is an amazing human being he's a speaker a writer a coach he's the author of the book ever faithful ever loyal he's got a tedx talk that you can find it's linked up here he's also won an emmy for his story that they've shared on espn you can find his website inspired by ta.com and you can find him on social media at inspired by ta you will find him inspiring welcome to the show mr timothy alexander Tim, welcome to the uh, Elevate Podcast, TA. Um, yes, sir. Excited to connect with you. It's been a while. Um, before we jump in, uh, you know, one just with uh, the recent several weeks, recording this now, uh, George Floyd's murder, several other instances of brutality across the country, and the movement we've all been witness to across uh, America and the world. Um, how are you feeling? What are you thinking? Uh, what's on your mind? Yes, I said, I'm doing better now, man. With so much going on in this world, I'm just honored to know that I'm not alone, that we are not alone, and that now this country, this entire nation is mourning. It's mourning for love. It's mourning for one another. And just being quite frankly, you know, I wasn't sitting too well with it because still as a culture, as, as a minority, you know, we're still having to explain ourselves. Mm -hmm. explain how we've been oppressed way before we ever were even thought of. And it started with our ancestors and the systematic racism, all these different things. And I'm just now to a point to where I'm happy that the world is understanding that it's not just black and white, it's everybody versus racism. Mm -hmm. And I think if we help ourselves, if we help others in return, we'll be able to help this nation and we will be able to move forward because the love, the world, love right now and that's what we need to be displaying beautifully said um spending a lot of time we met you know in an environment working with young athletes and and youth leaders and i know you speak all around the country you know what's one way uh teammates can can maybe help their teammates uh, of minority right now the white kids out there that are, are still learning they don't know but what's one they, way they can support their teammates right now well, I think that sports help athletes understand that you need each other. Mm -hmm. The center needs the, needs the quarterback. The quarterback needs the offensive line. The offensive line needs the receivers. The receiver needs the offensive line. The receiver needs the cornerback. I mean, every joint supplier. And so I'm just, you know, just making it personal. I challenge my teammates, not my teammates, I'm sorry. I've challenged my players and my former teammates to remind themselves of the team that we was on. In every team that I played for, I was always taught to love my teammate as I love myself. And loving my teammate didn't have anything to do with the color of their skin. It had everything to do with them being my teammate is why I wanted to love them, take a stand for them, and be there with them through, through the ups and downs. That's great. I know uh, we're going to – 
ask you a little bit more about some of your your personal story here in a moment. But I, I know on one of the things uh, I've watched from the ESPN story, your mom says on the the clip they when people would ask her, you know, which one's your son? And she would say number 87. And you would also, you know, tell people, you know, when they asked you what position in football you played, you would tell them you are a motivational player. How bad do we, do you need some motivational players in our life? We need motivational players in our life like never before. A motivational player is just as important as nutrition. If you ask me, because a motivational player they're going to motivate you. They're going to inspire you. And they're going to let you know that we are in this together. Um, today, I had an, a unique opportunity to practice social distancing at UAB while being around some athletes and just letting them know we are in this together. We're not going to give up on each other. We're going to be ready. We're going to stay the course. No retreat, no surrender. And so when you have people in your life that's rooting for you to keep going, you keeping going, um, you'll be able to keep going and not worry about the adversity that you face because you know that as long as you have your motivational player, as long as you have someone in your corner, the adversity you face will resolve itself as long as you keep moving forward. That's awesome. So you said kind of a lead into the next question of uh, adversity. Um, you've conquered loads of it, in my opinion. Um, literally running through fire at one point in your life. Can you tell us, uh, for people that don't know, a little bit about your story that, that won an Emmy for, for being shared on ESPN? Yeah, well, a little bit about my story. I, my, again, my name is Timothy Alexander, and I grew up here in Birmingham, Alabama. Single parent. I come from a single parent family. My mom and dad was divorced when I was five years old, so I come from a single parent household. I grew up on free and reduced lunch, didn't really have much but I worked to have it all. And I remember finding my vision at a young age and my big three, my big goals, if I could accomplish anything, my three was to make it to the NFL, earn an education and come back and do something for myself and for my family. And I just start being resilient, responding to adversity. I start understanding at a young age, I can't control life, but I can't control how I respond. And so I start responding through the ups and the downs, the good and the bad, the highs and the lows, and things began to work out for me. My senior year in high school, because I just, I just was moving the chains and just kept trying to be resilient and respond to adversity, I found myself my senior year in high school, ranked number eight in the state with the opportunity to go and play ball anywhere in the country. And I'll never forget, um, Tyler, that the day after I had the leading block, to send my team to the playoffs as a tight end. After I jumped into my coach arm, my coach told me, <laughs> you'll be able to go to any school you want to go to. After I ran home and told my mom, mom, I'm going to make it to college. I'm going to earn an education. I'm going to do something for myself and for my family. The next day, my friend fell asleep behind the wheel. And, and so I went holding the next. I went from being the talk of the town because I was a star athlete to being the talk of the town because doctors were saying I never walk or talk again. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, it's left me very depressed and suicidal, but I was able to bounce back, bounce back because I started first with my mind. I figured out who I was. I redefined who I was. I redefined why I was here and I redefined who, redefined who I was gonna dedicate my life to. 
And so I kind of started moving my life in those areas, creating a life that I would be comfortable with, creating a life that I would be acceptable with. That way I can respond to any situation. And I end up doing that. I end up graduating from Wallace State Community College. And I started school taking math 098 and reading 096. These are remedial classes. But I end up graduating. And I'll never forget, um, I had an aspiration of hope because I graduated from Wallace State Community College, in spite of being labeled a traumatic brain injury and having to relearn how to read and write at 17 years old. And I told myself, you know, two years later after I graduated, after I moved from being the special kid to really being a special kid that changed the, that changed the status quo, I told myself that if I can graduate here, I can graduate from anywhere. And so what I did was enrolled at uni the University of Alabama in Birmingham after I had a dream of going back to play ball and I enrolled there and I got to UAB and I became the first paraplegic to ever receive a full ride in football and I never touched the field. It's awesome. The, uh, you mentioned there along your journey, it's one of the things I love about you is, is the vulnerabilities that you'll, you'll share and um, so many different ways, but I feel like so many athletes now, you know, through their adversity are in dark times or they're going to be through dark times. There might be some ahead. What are some of the things when, you know, you mentioned feeling suicidal and that depression, what were some of the things that helped you see light, even though it felt dark? Well, what really helped me see light, even though I felt dark is because I was always able to remind myself that it's the reason why I'm here. I never forget after I tried to take my life, commit suicide three times in one week, I had a like, shucks moment i'm like man it must be a reason that i'm still here and so i believe when there is no light you have to be the light because my man we all have moments but it's, it's those moments when you're by yourself when all you have is yourself that allows you to pick yourself up dust yourself off and get back in the game and so i just learned how to steward those moments when i'm faced with moments in my life where i want to give up that lets me know don't give up, keep going. Because if I give up, my story will end. But if I keep going, my story will just keep beginning over and over and over again. I love it. Keep the keep keep writing the story. Yes, um, sir. For those listening, if you you haven't figured out by now, it's probably making sense why his Twitter handle is inspired by TA. Um, <laughs> when he's on stage, man, he, he's electric. He's inspiring. He ignites ambition and all kinds of things. Um, you can't see him on this podcast, but he also has one of the biggest, most beautiful smiles you'll ever see on the planet. Um, what keeps your spirit and that smile going, man? Man, what really keeps me going is the, the, the opportunity to be alive. You know, tomorrow's not promised to no one. Tomorrow's not promised to anyone. And so we might as well maximize today. And because I get an opportunity to, to move the chains, because I get another opportunity to wake up, that's my touchdown. Because I never forget when I was in the hospital, the doctors told me, man, we don't know if you're gonna make it to see tomorrow. You're on a breathing ventilator. I remember they was asking my mom, did they want to pull the plug? And my mom, I told my mom, mom, if I have to be like this the rest of my life, then guess what? You tell them to pull the plug. But my mom said, we're not gonna pull the plug. Blink your eyes if you can hear me. And so I blinked and my mom said, you're going to live and not die. And so today I'm thankful because I can blink. 
I'm thankful because I can dress myself on my own. I'm thankful over the small things and that allows me to enjoy life. And so I have no complaints. I have no worry. I've conquered my mind. I don't deal with anxiety. I don't deal with depression. I don't deal with suicidal thoughts. And because I've really discovered who I am, I've really discovered who I am and my, and I've really discovered my identity. All I know is confidence. And so for that, I go through my day with a big smile, just being thankful because I know everybody doesn't get a second chance at life. But because I was granted the opportunity, a second chance at life, I'm going to make it count. And that's what I do. Man, no doubt. So from being uh, told that you might not ever talk again to uh, leading a TEDx talk, which we'll have linked up to this podcast, one of the things you say in the TEDx talk um, is about seeing the words with our eyes that we say out of our mouth. Right. The main function of our eyes is to see the main function of our the main function of our eyes is to see what we said out of our mouth, because the words are something you don't get back. Whatever you say out of your mouth, it goes out and finds what you said and brings it back and drops it off at your feet. And so we got to watch what we say out of our mouth. You know, if I ask you right now, um, un, un, uncommonly, and I say, hey, man, how you doing? Well, guess what? Human instinct wise, you're going to say. I'm doing good, but why don't we move the chains? Why don't we start saying we're doing great, right? And when you say you're doing great, you get a level of, you get a level of energy. You get a level of excitement. It's 2020. We don't want to do good anymore. Even right. great is mediocre, man. We want to be exceptional, right? And so you got, to, you got to watch what you say out of your mouth. Again, because what you say out of your mouth goes out and finds what you said brings it back and drops it at your feet that's right um so going back uh one of the things i always like to ask if you could get in a time machine and go back and visit 16 year old tim what would you want to share after all the things you've been through the journey you've gone along what would you go back and tell your 16 year old self i would go back and tell myself man steward these moments maximize these moments enjoy being a kid don't grow up don't try to grow up too soon. Don't think you know it all. You got to fail to keep moving forward because you learn through fail. If you've never failed, you can't teach anyone anything. If you've never been through a test, you can't give a testimony. So suck it up. You may fail, T.A., but fall still fighting. Don't give up. Whatever you do, eyes front, head high to the ceiling, you got to see it through. Wherever you are in life, just see it through because troubles don't last always. That's what I would tell myself. It's amazing stuff. The uh, TA's book, he's also written, it's called Ever Faithful, Ever Loyal. I'll have that linked up here as well. One of the things uh, I always love that you say, Tim, it's one of the, the words of wisdom of yours I pass on frequently is we don't need it to be easy. We just need it to just be need possible. It to be possible. Um, yes, sir. So with that and wrapping up the last question we like to ask um, is how do you define success? Well, success to me may be different than you success no to doubt. me is is conquering my mind success to me is being thankful of the opportunity that i've given to be able to speak and dress and do things on my own success to me success to me is just understanding that i'm in a place that i'm happy with success to me is also understanding that ta if you do what is easy life will be hard 
but if you do what is hard, life will be easy. Success is knowing that I have family and support and I have others around me helping me build my life, helping me build my foundation because my life is built on the foundation of others. Others who have equipped me and motivated me along the way that's what I define success as. So success to me is me being able to go to bed at night and wake and to go lay my head down at night, but no know, knowing that I did everything I could to make it to the next day. That's success to me.